Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, Ron Rothstein joins us here in the Orion Fuel and Downstairs Convenience Store's guest line, Truly Seps Beyond Convenience. Ron, did you, good morning, and did you did you happen to see the piece that I'm talking about that the team did where they're honoring the, uh, the fallen soldiers? Yeah, I absolutely did. Yeah, very... Uh... Very moving, and a, and a great reminder that uh, that uh, as Pat Pat used to say, uh, we in basketball, we deal in the toy store of human emotions. Real life is something totally different. Yeah, it's uh, it, it is a beautiful piece that the Heat put together. I was, I was really proud watching it. Uh, now, Ron, uh, th- th- this may show your age a little bit. I mean, uh, you, you're you're very young as far as appearance is concerned and energy. But I do want to ask you, what is <laughs> what is what is your what is the first election? The first election that Ron Rothstein was uh, of age to participate in in this country. Do you remember what was the first election you got to cast your vote? Um. Kennedy, I think. Yeah. 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 JFK, yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool, yeah. right? That is cool. That's a cool one. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty cool. Did you uh did yep. you say now you don't have to tell us, I don't want to hear who you voted for or anything like that, but like were you dialed in last night? Are you watching it late into the night last night? Yep. Yeah, it's very dialed in. This whole how could I mean, if you turn on T V after a while you just turned it off because you got sick of hearing all that stuff, but yeah, I mean, yeah, you got to be on another planet not to know what was going on. Well, uh, our pal here, Ron, uh, Brett Romberg, walked in. The, I swear to God, Ron. Ron, <laughs> this is, this is a true story, story Ron, Ron. Ron, this is a true story I'm about to tell you, okay? 5.30 in the morning here. Romberg walks in the studio at 5.29. I had no idea who was elected He president. looks me right in the eye. Did Trump win? <laughs> well, see, here, look, Ron, is, you, you guys are young enough to sleep at night. Yeah. I don't sleep at night anyhow. So I'm up anyhow, so it wasn't any different. Yeah. Well, I, I took my viewing pleasure last night to uh, to Raw, the WWE Raw. That's what I was watching last night. <laughs> uh, all right, Ron, let's, talk, uh, let's get into a little bit of what's to come tomorrow night, which is a big deal for the Heat fan. It's a big deal for uh, for Dwayne, obviously, making his return and his loan trip to South Florida here this season. You know, you were, you were a coach of his. You were assistant coach for many years for Dwayne Wade. Uh, give me... Give me the, the moment, maybe it was practice, it may not have been a game. Give me the moments when you realized uh, Dwayne Wade uh, has potential to be one of the great players in Heat franchise history. I think it was my first, my first year back. Uh, Dwayne's rookie year, I was an assistant at Indiana. And uh, we had a really good team. We had the best record in the league, and we beat the Heat in, in the second round, but a very difficult playoff series. And he, he was really good. But I didn't really understand how good he was until I came back. The next year I came back as an assistant and, and then spent the last 10 years of my coaching career as an assistant here. And I think it was early in that. So it's 2004, 2005. It was his second year. And I'm sitting on the bench, and all of a sudden he made a play. And I'm sitting there, and I went, oh. And that whole moment, 
I didn't do that often. Like I used to do that watching, you know, coaching against Michael Jordan, or I did it against uh, Larry Bird or Magic Johnson. Um, I did it that night, and I said to myself, "This kid's this kid's something special. He he has it." Now, was he was he easy? To coach, was he, you know, a lot of people think, uh, you know, when a guy's coachable, it's because, uh, you know, he, he listens to what you say. I mean, being very coachable is a guy who listens to what you say and he's able to carry it out. Listen, most great players are, at the core, coachable. They don't become great if they're totally uncoachable. I really believe that. Now, some guys are more coachable than others. Some days are more coachable than, than other days. But at the core, he was, he was an extremely coachable player and a, and, a, and a great, great team player. Now, how do you think the Heat, we know this is extremely important to, to Dwayne Wade tomorrow night, whether he wants to admit it or not, and I think he is admitting it. But how do you think, how do the Heat handle, like if, if you're still, if you're the head coach, let's say, or you're still on the, on the Heat bench, like, do you got to do you got to address your team at all? Do you do you treat it at all like a different game tomorrow night? It's <clears throat> a good question. Um, you know, I'm not in the locker room with this team. I I know these guys from a, a bit of a distance because you never know a player until you coach him. You, you know, you know, you never know a player until you're in that locker room. And um, this is such a young team with so many young pieces. I'm not sure. My gut tells me that, yeah, you have to talk about it. You know, it's like the elephant in the room. You've got to address it, and you, you've got to, uh, you know, decide how you're going to deal with it, whatever it, it may be. I'm sure the tribute is going to be a bit of a tearjerker. Is, is a tear going to come down the cheek of Ron Rothstein? Uh, <laughs> it might. <laughs> Ron. It might. <laughs> Ron, uh, Dwayne said uh, recently that he still watches the Heat play, that he wants to see the young guys, Tyler, Justice, Hassan, do well, of course, because he knows those guys. I would imagine that he's telling the truth in the spot, that he wants them to individually do well. But I would also imagine that if you're Dwayne, you sort of like that the team's struggling a little bit with your departure. That's human nature. Do you think that that internal conflict exists? No, I, I agree with Zaz, even though he did interrupt you. Um, I agree with Zaz. It is human nature, and uh, all those emotions, I think, will play a part in it. Uh, to not have those feelings would really be unnatural, I think. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like for instance, for instance, you know, when it, when you were head coach of the Heat, okay, you were here for a few years. Uh, they, they let you go, and, and they bring in Kevin Lockery. You, you you don't want them to succeed the next year, right? I mean, let's be honest. You 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 want to see them struggle a little bit, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that was a different situation, a little bit different than this. And um, I would, I, if I, if I, I was being honest about the whole thing, I was probably. Uh, I don't think Dwayne is bitter about what happened or the way he left. I was probably bitter at that time to a certain degree about the way I I left. And when I came back, um, there's some really strong feelings and. Uh, yeah, did I want to see them not do well? Did it make make me feel good when I saw they lost? Um, I'd be I'd be lying if I said uh, no. 
Ron, speaking of the struggle right now, we're dealing with Justice Winslow, who's probably taking the most shots out of anybody on the team, but as yet keeps coming up with bad, bad numbers. Whose fault does this lie upon in terms of, is it Goron's job and responsibility to go ahead and take the reins on this one? Or do you just keep telling Justice, as a coach, keep firing it up and seeing what happens? No, he, he, listen, th- number one, this is not Goran's problem. This is not Goran's fault. Uh, I don't know where that, that narrative came in, but that's, that's ridiculous. Um, as far as justice is concerned, if you're coaching, if I'm coaching Justice Winslow, or if most people are coaching Justice Winslow, you play the game. If you're taking good shots, if the shots you're taking are high-quality shots, shots that you really believe that you can make, you continue to take those shots. You can't play the game any other way. If you do, I mean, you're really going to you're going to cause yourself a problem. You're going to cause your team a problem. There have been plenty of guys who have gone through early in their career, you know, the inability to consistently or even on a, uh, a decent level make shots. The thing that's hurting him the most now, I think, is the fact that he's not scoring in the paint. He's getting, he's getting to the basket. He's getting into the paint. He's an attacker. Those shots are not going down right now over the stretch. And uh, when those start to go, I think it'll help his confidence, and I think he'll start making some jumpers. He's worked too hard, and he will continue to work too hard, um, work hard to develop his outside shot, and it'll come. Now, if he's thinking about it a little bit, that's a problem. And maybe he is. I don't know. I'm not inside his head. Um, there are some shots he puts up. He misses badly, and you got you got you got to stop and think. Oh, that's not good. But there are other shots. He's right on the money, and the balls. You know, he's hitting long. He's front rim. His release looks decent. It, people say his shot is broken. I don't buy that. Um, I think maybe what's happening right now is there's too much pressure on him to score at too early a stage in his career. I agree. He's he's a really, really good basketball player. I think it's affecting other parts of his game, and he can't let that happen because he does too many things to help your team win. And what I'm watching is that there's some slippage in those other areas. Yeah, I know he was like a great defender last year, and I seem to think, uh, regardless of whatever sport I'm talking about, when you're getting mentored by a leader, by a guy who's been on a franchise forever, who's considered one of the greatest, and you really stick to him like glue and try to emulate and, and, and repeat his work ethic and things of that sort, I agree with you the fact that things have been put on, on Winslow's shoulders a little bit too soon. How much has the departure of Dwayne for guys like Justice and for guys like Jay Rich, who really did look up to Dwayne leaving this, this early in their career, how much is that going to affect them? Well, the- you create a pretty big void. Uh, let's be honest about it. And there's, there was always that that comfort that you know you could turn to Dwayne. But I think these young guys are. I think they're embracing the moment. I, I think they want the opportunity. Sometimes wanting is not the same as being able to. And sometimes it just takes time. But um, he's going through a tough stretch right now. I really believe, I honestly believe he will straighten this out. You know, it'll take a little bit of time. But, you know, like the other night he was 2 for 13. He missed three shots right at the rim. Yeah. So, okay, now he's 5 for 13. Well, I've seen a lot of guys 
go five for 13, have a pretty good game. But the biggest thing is he can't let it affect the other parts of his game. And what happens, and, and Rom, you, uh, you know this, when you, are, when you are mentally struggling, it can really weigh on you and slow you down physically. Why do you say that Romberg knows that? Why don't you say, like, Zaslow, you know this? Why don't you say that? I was going to say Amber should know, yeah. but... Yeah. <laughs> Ron, I love you. You know that. <laughs> Ron, I'm going to be watching you tomorrow night, okay? Because if a tear is to come from the eye of Ron Ross, you're going to run up and hit your pocket. I mean, I want to know what that looks like. I want to. I want to know what that looks like. I mean, the architect of the bad boys' defense in Detroit. I want to know what it looks like if a tear comes from that eye. I'm going to be watching you. Listen, there were many times during those years I cried a lot. <laughs> Michael Jordan made you cry. <laughs> those guys. Those guys made me cry. I was afraid of them. Yeah. Uh, Ron, excellent job as always. We'll see you tomorrow. All right, guys. Take care. Have a great day. All right. That's Ron Rothstein right there. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.